Let's go. Hey, 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 motherfuckers. <laughs> Welcome back <laughs> to Benchtown TV's coverage of HBO's Succession. So obviously a crazy episode. Last night, we're recording this on Monday the 10th. Episode three, Connor's Wedding. What seemed like could potentially could have been a goofy episode quickly turned into a not so goofy episode we will get to all of that fun stuff in just a moment before we get there though a little bit of podcast housekeeping if you're been following along with us you'll know the song and dance of this essentially binchtown tv covers a ton of different shows we're currently working on yellow jackets on showtime we just wrapped uh, what Shadow and Bone, The Mandalorian, ongoing on Disney Plus. We're doing that as well. We've done a ton of shows. So if you haven't already, subscribe on whatever you are listening on. And also going to bingetowntv.com. Our nice little website is the easiest place to see all of our episodes broken down by show. I guess on Apple, Apple and Spotify, you kind of got to scroll through all of them in chronological order. The website gives them to you broken down by show. So that is much easier. And if you are listening on our succession specific feed so it's just succession a bingetown tv podcast also be sure to then go to our main feed which is just bingetown tv and you'll see all of our episodes so every show that we're covering will be on that feed as well so now that the not so fun stuff is out of the way let's get into <clears throat> the more not so fun stuff <laughs> succession episode three like i said connor's wedding and I will hand it over to the lovely Alex for her, for her, <laughs> for her executive summary. Yeah, whore here. Um, <laughs> I'd like to thank everyone for their attendance, given the circumstances. Yes. All right. Uh, on the day of the true eldest Roy son's wedding, Hoopla and Razzmatazz are all too short-lived as a material event occurs just 16 minutes into the episode and only three episodes into this final season. L to the OG, Loganus Maximus, the Slayer of Vikings, a true pirate's captain, American Titan, and the ultimate monster has left this plane of existence whilst aboard his private jet having once again chosen the prospect of making a buck over showing up for his children. But before climbing aboard that fateful flight, Logan eyes a stall cleaning, having assigned Roman his most unsavory task to date, giving Jerry the boot. This leads to a bridge-burning conversation between Roman and Jerry, and a spicy voicemail to Daddy that will go down as Roman's last real communication to his father. As we start to see Bridezilla Connor take form, the levity doesn't last long, Shiv is screening repeated calls from Tom, who eventually gets through to Roman. And this is where the entire trajectory of the episode, and likely the season, shifts. As reality quickly and yet slowly sinks in, those actually grieving are seen processing in their own ways. Roman's frantic denial stands out, but pales in comparison to Carrie going full Joker up in the sky. <laughs> However, with this much blood in the water, the grieving period is short-lived. Before chest compressions have even stopped, it's all business for the Waystar Royco henchmen and women. This is even true for Tom as he sends his number one Greglet off to do his Gregging yet again. As business matters begin to take precedence, we see Kendall, Shiv, and Roman more united than ever. By episode's end, it is clear that with Logan out of the picture, there's an entirely new shape to this for them. And with that, as the offspring of VOG himself, they are certain that they want this fight. And while the show's namesake looms larger than ever for those three siblings, Connor on his own island, as always, gets his happily ever after with Willa. For now. For now. Woo! 
Woo! Not an easy task. I did not envy you for that one. So very well done. Absolutely not. Um, just usually we jump right into favorite quotes and favorite moments. But I mean, this episode of television is why we watch TV. Yep. It's why we podcast. I mean, it's reinventing the water cooler, like a revigorating the water cooler television show. Um, HBO is in general. Uh, this morning, I I uttered the word succession the second I walked in, and I had five people flock to me to say, <laughs> "Did you fucking see that? Oh my god!" I was like, it's my eyes best. are still swollen from last night from crying. Um, and yeah, it was it was um, definitely it's going to be an Emmys fight to the death of who of the succession cast is going to win the Emmys. I think the majority are going to get nommed. I think. All the Roy siblings, Logan, maybe. I mean, he's only in three episodes. I don't know that they, I don't know what qualifies. And then Tom, I would say, but it was a doozy. And doing it in the third episode took us all by surprise. I I feel bad for anyone who didn't watch it live and got spoiled by yeah. every um, news article, writing obituaries for him. But damn, what an episode. I love it here. I was going to wait until today. I wasn't going to watch it last night for just trying to do something else for the podcast. And then I was like, fuck, I obviously just need to watch. And I'm so glad I did because I can't imagine that having been spoiled for me. At first, I was like, there's no way they're doing this. So like, when's it, like, when's the other shoe going to drop? Essentially where it's going to be like a whole, like he's going to sit up and it's going to be whatever. And then, and I literally didn't believe it until the body bag came out of the plane. And it was like, holy fuck, I cannot believe they did it. I know. I was like, when he's taking it really far this time, he got really mad in the karaoke room. But I felt like this was anything but what we expected, like you said, Kyle. And I think to me, it was um, the craziest TV nuptial since the Red Wedding <laughs> 10 years ago. Yeah. Truly, it was like it just flipped it on its head. I think the general consensus for a lot of people I saw it on Twitter was people thought he was playing a game. He was, you know, pranking them kind of to say yeah. where they stand. He wanted to hear a nice word for once this season. <laughs> and, I, you know, I think the the direction and the writers, you know, you don't see Brian Cox until he's almost like pronounced dead. They have one shot of his head. Yeah. You see his body being compressed against, I guess. But it was hard to believe. Like I was Roman. I'm like, well, let's just wait yeah. until a doctor says it, right? So I I can't believe it. I will miss him dearly. I listened to a podcast with him on it today. He is almost. I mean, I'm sure he's a sweet angel boy, but he's funny as shit, and he's rough and tough, just like Logan Roy. And it was a it was a pleasure to listen to. I will definitely miss him. But this, and you put it perfectly, reshaped. That's something, feels like something um, Kendall would say. There's a shape to this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like that. Um, it just, it reinvigorates, I said that twice, the whole season, right? Like, without Logan, anyone's fair game. People who were out, like Jerry, are back in. Tom, who was on top of the world, no longer has his protector. It's going to be so fun moving forward. And while I will miss Brian Cox, I think this was the best thing for them to do. And at the end, when they say, at the end, when um, the director and creator and everyone are talking and they say, like, well, we wanted to do it earlier in the season because we need to see how the siblings and everyone live in a world with him, how they move forward without him. 
And I'm just so glad we get that because in like a lesser show would kill him in the finale. And then we'd be like, well, what's what's next? Yeah. You know, they'd show a 10 minute montage at the end of how they are just like the clips of Kendall Roy took over, you know, stupid companies or something. But anyway, yes, I'm getting too excited, but we can you're hop good. into our normal scheduled oh, programming. I would agree. I, the last thing I'll say before I guess we jump into that normally scheduled programming, I saw read whatever a line a description kind of of the episode i forget where it came from it might have been the ringer i don't remember the article but it essentially said like the beauty of the episode was that succession made the most obvious outcome feel so like unbelievable and like out of left field in the moment you know like like the name of the show is succession yeah it's like almost in the title like logan's been unhealthy for three seasons at this point and it's like feels so obvious that he would eventually end up dying or obviously be out of the way in some way. But in the moment, it was like so unbelievable. Like, this is not happening. This is not happening. This is not happening. So and I agree with you as well, highlighting the fact that Jesse Armstrong, when he said like we wanted to explore the aftermath, I'm so happy that we're going to get. I mean, it, watching the episode, I was like, it's episode three. Like, there's no way he's dead right now. And then we're going to have six, seven episodes without him. But I'm really looking forward to them. It's like a really tough choice to make. And they talk about that too in the after show and I'm sure on the podcast, but that's how you know they're really putting the story first and the just the whole trajectory of the show above like not pissing off Brian or just, you know what I mean? It, it's killing your darlings or whatever they say about writing. It's it's hard. No worries. He's still getting paid per episode. He mentioned it on the pod. <laughs> he was like, am I he still getting paid? I am. The Logan him, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It was a good deal for him. And I, I love... Jeremy Strong using the word dramaturgically. Yeah. He was like, I mean, dramaturgically, it makes sense. I was like, oh, my God. We were like, did we learn a new word or did he make it up? I haven't it's, looked yet. I looked it up. It is a real world. It is a real word. I, I figured it would be. He's very, very serious actor. Yeah. It's basically like play. Just describing the construction and composition of theater, I think, and acting. So it's mm. exactly. I mean, of course, he is the one that uses that word. Okay. Yeah. All right, so we can move into, let's start off with our favorite moments. All right, and I don't want to go first, so I'm not going to go first. How about that? All right, I'll go. Um, the Connor and Willa combo, like where she reassured him, and you actually do believe maybe, or at least I did for the first time, that there is something there besides just money and security. It's there, but, you know, I she has a soft spot for him, and whatever it is is, enough for a partnership and marriage, which is very serious for her. So I thought that was sweet for, he needed a win, right? The Connor stock needed a little extra boost, but yeah, that, and then just all the fucking moments with the siblings, like physically comforting each other. Cause I don't feel that they're an affectionate family. So when they like group hugged, like um, Kendall and Shiv and Roman, and then when Shiv and Kendall held hands to go get Connor, yes. I, I, yeah. I sobbed every time. It's pathetic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the hand-holding was intense. And I love Roman trying to hug Connor and just, like, yeah. hugs his arm. <laughs> it was, like, yeah. so sad. It was like, oh, my God, they don't even, like, know how to express this level of emotion to each other. That was going to be mine, so I'm going to pivot to my second one, which is a crazy moment to choose because this whole episode was is gonna this is gonna win an award for directing you know it's gonna win an award yeah. for everything but i'm gonna choose the colin moment because not a word was spoken you know they shot him for two seconds and after the best pal 
like conversation from last episode. How can you not cry at that moment? Like we did. I cried again. Yeah. Like all it took was it one shot of Colin for maybe six, seven seconds. And me and Alex immediately were like just weeping. And I think that's beautiful. I really think that's beautiful. He just doesn't know what to do with himself. And in general, I'm going to choose, I'm going to choose another one. Uh, (laughs) It's less of a favorite moment. And one that I felt like I was there and, and I know all too well is the moment before they walk out to um shiv's gonna give the statement Mm. and hugo's kind of like are you guys ready and he walks and he goes to talk to the people a little bit and then comes back and the brothers look at shiv to like get up and i i felt like i was at a viewing that day i felt like someone had died they did it so well it's like those those quiet moments where you're not doing anything but it's like okay we got to go get up we got to talk to people we got to do this you know I i felt that they did it so well i mean the whole episode just shows grief so well and i i don't know i this episode really made me like feel not just cry but feel like i was in it with them so those are my two those are really good ones i i thought you were going to take mine but you tipped it around it thankfully but the one i'll choose is kendall and roman in that scene right before shiv's about to talk to the (laughs) press and everything and when they're talking about like are you gonna be okay like are you gonna be okay like i'll be okay there you all you're fucked you're so fucked like that it felt like they kind of were like almost little kids again like they always act kind of crazy a little bit to each other but that felt like a playful almost interaction versus a lot of times when they spar it's like there's some like they're actually kind of upset with each other a little bit depending on what it is especially when it's about business that one felt like we were watching them almost as kids and given the context of the of the moment as well was something that really stuck with me and i I really liked a lot and then I'll take another one since it seems we'll get to have another one, but why not? It's Logan's going away party, I guess you could say. <laughs> and mine is going to be Connor's reaction. Kathleen, you did send me a TikTok about it as well. And it, it's just, I, as it's known of, if you know, if you've been following along with us, that Connor was my kind of preseason little bit of a sprinkle long shot investment in because I knew, or I hoped rather that Connor's relationship with, this like the siblings the triplets whatever you want to refer to the (laughs) the three main roys as is was something that i figured was going to get examined a lot in this season feels like we're gonna head there and i just love how his initial reaction when he's like you know he didn't even like me and then he sees how upset they are and it felt like to me like he was trying to calm them down and like not trying to say something so outrageous when he's like i never got the chance to make him proud So that felt more like an appropriate response for like the two of them to hear versus how Connor may have actually been feeling. And I just, I, Connor is just a great character. I, I love too in the after when he was saying how uh, he learned in acting that a lot of times you're kind of just like, it's more about the scene and who you're with. And he was like, when Sarah Snook came in and like, it's at that point, you don't even have to act like you're living it alongside her and, and I just, I, I just love Connor so much, and I thought that scene was really good. That's, and that's another scene I think that will stick with me from this episode. I agree, and I can pivot us right into quotes because that was in mind. So I have a favorite quote sad and a favorite quote funny. And nice. since you already talked about that, I've never had a chance to make him proud of me. Um, my the other sad part was the loony cake part. So yeah. when Kendall explains to Willa the the loony cake, that broke my fucking heart. I. 
you think Connor is just acting up like he did in the in the previous season when he's freaking out in the kitchen because the butter's too cold. Yeah, <laughs> I literally wrote Connor's. My, my first note of, of the whole episode is Connor is definitely a Grimzilla. Yeah, and but. and in reality, there is some trauma there and a trigger yeah. there. Um, so it was funny, but it's sad. Uh, but my, my favorite quote is, I feel like I'm going to take this from everyone, but it's Roman's voicemail. I mean, it is so good, but I'm just going to read it. So, uh, don't listen to this if you don't want to, but I'm not totally okay with, uh, are you being totally shitty with me? Cause your son is getting married. You can't keep expecting me to bend over for you, like being cunty. So I'm just asking. So, uh, that's the question. Are you a cunt? Give me a buzz. And then <laughs> and then Kendall's just like, kidney chop. Yeah. <laughs> the I kidney chop sent me. It was because Jeremy Strong in the post seems like this, like, I don't know. He almost seems like hippie-ish or something in the yeah. post. And then when he is in his, like, pure goofy Kendall form and he kidney chops, I'm like, who is this man? It's it's He's, perfection. He is so good at what he does. He may have some like weird ways around it to get to it, but he is really good at what he does. Kendall is such a good character. And your sad one was the Connor quote. Yes, the sad one was the Connor. All the Connor parts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that's incredibly fair. Yeah. Uh, I can step up next. So it's so hard to pick, and I feel like I'll save some maybe for like when we talk about the characters themselves, but. I really like I like Kendall's quote when they're kind of taking a beat to talk about what they want to do. And the first part of it, I think, is really like impactful when he says what we do today will always be what we did the day our father died. And that was like, whoa, when he said that, I like my way you're like, I sat up straighter. And then it kind of like the next the, the next part is classic succession. So it's like, so let's grieve and whatever, but not do anything that restricts our future freedom of movement. And that like is the show almost in two sentences where it's like they're like this emotional thing is happening and like they care and you know they're dealing with all of these real people stuff but like they have to also they're thinking about the business and there's maneuvering involved that it's just like such a crazy whirlwind of a situation i really think those two senses kind of encapsulated i guess is the right word really well there and then the a funny one is it's, it's kind of sad because kendall is like having a terrible moment but when he says when they're talking about getting doctors and he says we want like i need a doctor when he's talking to jess like the best airplane medicine doctor in the world and i just like <laughs> laughed out loud because i was like he's obviously flustered because it's a crazy moment but that is like the most Kendall line i've ever heard in my he's life he's just making things up but he's like but i need the best yeah. that thing yeah. that doesn't exist yeah i, yeah, I, I tried to work that into the executive that was so good and he's like one two minutes jess all right later and then he's like yeah get me like this give me four doctors who are like the best in the world at what they do but take two minutes all right later again jess is an angel but yeah oh yeah i'm surprised she wasn't there at the wedding just like having to be up kendall's ass but you know they didn't have the budget you gotta make cuts on the boat capacity that's a good point i hope she was invited and had to turn it down for something like that would fly. Oh, yeah, man. true. Um, did you have other quotes? Um, I guess an honorable honorable mention will be my boy Carl when uh Caroline is like, We got it, we got it. Oh, damn it. Okay, go. Well, just, it was such good delivery. Oh, he's heavily fucking delayed. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Jesus Christ, dude. Oh, dude, he's so uh, good. 
he just stiffener. Dude, yes. When he, he obviously, I texted Kathleen while watching and I was like, Carl's having a banger of an episode right now because yeah. he had a little bit of screen time, but he's just firmly grasped it. Yeah, he maximized that. The henchmen are in a great place incredible place because they have all the credentials right whereas the kids don't um but one more quote if we're gonna if we're gonna go there you know honorable mentions is uh our boy tom saying judging by her grin it looks like it looks like she caught a fucking foul ball at yankee stadium (laughs) because delivery of that just shocking me like fucking nuts that's so weird it was like her audition tape again, just inappropriate smiling. <laughs> yeah, the arms weren't doing it for me. I never seen someone so bad at not knowing when to smile in a situation. Yeah. I had one other quote from Shiv when she's like, You want to coordinate steps with my dead father, Tom? That's the dance you'd like. And then everyone's like, Holy shit. And then he, she's like, Sorry. And he's like, It's okay. It's a stressful day. But yeah. it just was such an aggressive sentence. I'm like, Girl, damn. Yeah. She was coming out hot, I mean, a lot, but obviously for solid reasons. Yeah. Are we can start with our girl Shiv uh, if we want to, since we're heading yeah. into the to the stomp transition. What do I have for Shiv? Um, her dicking Tom's calls in the beginning hurt so much on the rewatch. Yeah, it's sad. Um, and both her and Kendall don't really forgive him on the call, which is kind of crazy. Shiv is like, there's no excuse for well, like they're all so they don't know what to say. Kendall straight up is like, I can't forgive you. It's very interesting stuff. But now since the game has been changed, I feel like a lot of times, which is crazy when I think of stocks, you're kind of like, how are they in the eyes of Logan? How are they compared to Logan? How are they, you know, up against him? And he doesn't exist anymore. So take that off. And I feel like we're at a pretty even playing field now for a lot of these characters. There's it's time to blossom, put up or shut up. You know, someone like Roman, his Achilles heel with his dad. He he wants to do this stuff with his siblings. He knows his dad is bad. But the second his dad says something to him, he needs to run back to him and be on his side. So now, like someone like Roman, who you bought sock and Roman, right, Alex? Man, he's in a great position. Do you think that? Because Jerry has fucking text galore against that man, and he burnt that bridge. I think he's in a bad spot. For me, it was like stalking, oh, he's going to go back to Logan and help with Matson. I think he could still be the key to Matson, right? And that could be a saving grace. But I do worry after Jerry it could not give one single fuck about him any longer. Forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, forgot about his whole question overall. Do you think they're still selling to Matson or because Kendall's like, keep our options open, right? Does that mean maybe don't sell at all? No, I feel like I took it more of, yeah, that's such a great point. I guess I initially took it as, as them selling is kind of like they would still go through with the sale. And then that itself creates more options for them because I guess in the, the terms of the sale, ATN, the news is would still get spun off, I would assume. Or was like staying with them or something like more control on their side based on Logan wanting to get involved. I can't tell. I mean, obviously, he's in the season still and him and Rome have it out because that's in the trailer and it's been alluded to a few times. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I couldn't tell if it was like, let's not sell and we'll figure it out. But that company has like mad debt, right? That's why they needed they need to get bought by someone. So 
I don't know if they would fuck that, but they might go back to the table about their involvement was more my reading on that. I do they need to be bought out? I don't I think they, they got rid of the debt, but Stewie and them came in and saved them. So I think it's just a case of Logan's like, I'm trying to sell and whatever. Fuck it. That's yeah, true. I mean, they could always pivot the company into kind of more Kendall's season three buzzwords that he was consistently throwing around of international and scalable tech. and yeah, leapfrogging and going supersonic and things like that. So that's, I guess the potential is there for that. I, I think it's interesting. All three of the kind of the the main siblings the what a fucking uh, new gen royce the new gen royce is good when the rebel alliance the roman uses a funny term but he's not actually talking about the three of them i forget what he fucking calls them but they're all in an interesting spot because like emotionally logan is dead and that's their father and they're really feeling the impact of that but professionally business speaking they do have now this like huge weight off of them, this obstacle almost in front of them is no longer there. They have a lot of latitude. It feels like like Jerry obviously is a serious businesswoman. She is, you know, she's been in the industry for a while. She's been employed by Waystar for a very long time. Carl, they kind of sell him off as a goofball a little bit, and he just somehow is the CFO because I guess he's just a yes man essentially and maybe has connections. Frank is bounced in and out of the company. Does he really even give a fuck anymore about the company if Logan's not there? So I don't know if it's necessarily like they have to fight so hard with Jerry, Carl, Frank. I think Jerry wants it. I think if anyone that would be interesting. That could be taken seriously is Jerry. But they also have to face like all these other people on the board, right? The Stewies, yeah. the fucking Sandys. You win. You win. Right. Yeah, like, true. I think in this I'm situation, do they vote for a new CEO? I assume I'm not entirely sure unless he has a yeah. will. Right. But that should take so long. I hope we get to see the will. I hope we get a will, baby. Yeah, that's actually such a good point. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, they even brought it up with you in what last season. I mean, that's a Greg storyline, but the, the idea of the will and how much money is being left and what he would do with it. I think that would be interesting. Yeah. For Logan's perspective. Speaking of money, I looked this up. So uh, Logan, in his very few moments this episode, Logan and Carrie call Roman and say that they got Connor, Napoleon, and Josephine letters. And I looked up how much that would be. And it all depends um, on the actual content of the letter. There's a lot of letters in in circulation. But if it's like a love letter or something, it could be like a couple hundred thousand per letter. And they're like, we got them those Napoleon letters. You know what I mean? So some of them are like 600K, some are 200, some are 300. So depending on the content of the letter, I thought this, that was just like a interesting little note. Of course, Connor just wants that fucking useless piece of paper on his mantle. Yeah. It's, he, it, it, he said something, he gets Napoleon's dick. I was going to say to put it next yeah. to his dick. Yeah. I just yeah, remembered so that too last night. But how about Logan's final act being screwing over Jerry and making Roman, the man who sexually harassed her via text, do it? Yep. Let's talk that through just a little bit, because what was Logan trying to do here? Like he's proving a point for sure. Yeah, like to see if Roman would actually do it and if he's on his side. Yeah, I mean he can't just so he can't, crazy though. <laughs> yeah, he can't just in his head he can't welcome his own son back with open arms. I mean he has to he has to prove his worth to him again and probably again and again and again. You right. being a cunt? <laughs> Are you with <laughs> me? Oh no, he totally was being a cunt. So. <laughs> And my God, yeah, I, I also yeah. watching like a second time that scene when Logan is walking up the stairs of the plane with Tom and he just says like, today's the day. 
and there's a little bit of a pause and then he goes into what he was saying and watching the second time i was like oh my god that's like today was the day i mean not the way he thought it was gonna be but it literally was the day what do you think's in tom's logistics folder you were saying maybe like stuff against sid like receipts yeah like maybe once they fire sid because I mean, Logan obviously had told Tom that's the plan. He's like, today's the day. We're going to fire Sid. It's probably just like plans when she's out, you know, transition plans, what's coming up new. And I don't know why she would ever be on his computer. Yeah. And it's funny that he's making, you know, Greg do this dirty work again, go into this drawer, destroy these files again. Yeah. It also feels like a gives Greg access to whatever's in the file or the folder, unless He's maybe it's password protected or something. I don't know. I mean, can you delete it if you don't have the password if it's password protected? I don't know. But it also feels like, do you actually think it's logistics? Because I feel like... No, the, no, like, it's like, just... Well, I'm, like, saying, I'm saying like the planning of the company and no. without Sid is at some level logistics. So like, is it even more nefarious than that? I think it has to be. I think it's like he's assuming that Sid will find a way to like rat fucker Sam him or something and like see his shit. Yeah. And like basically it's war he's thinking, right? Between him and Sid and who's going to have his back. I'm thinking it could be like almost maybe like anti kids things. Because now that the kids are coming back into the company, essentially um, that, that obstacle for them to be in the company is no longer there. Because I like you said, I like would he have to delete it if it was really against Sid? I don't know if like that would be something you like the first thought you would have to delete it. I feel like it has to be something of like what has significantly changed now that Logan's out of the picture and he, what he's protected from. I mean, maybe maybe it is legal things again. I don't know. He knows that now again, he says, I lost my protector. Sid was on the outs, but now that Logan's gone, just like Jerry, now that Logan's gone, it's like, all right, Jerry's back in. Who's gonna fire Sid now? Like Sid's been there for years. Sid's yeah. one of the like kind of henchman type people who's always around, you know. I don't know what it could be. If it's plans on like a post-Sid world, I feel like you'd want to keep those. Then you could use those to show whoever's the next up, like, hey, this is the way we could go. Like, we don't really need Sid around so much. She's old world, she's old news. We want if we want to transition the company post Logan, like hey, this, 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 this. I have all these plans in place. That feels more attractive than them just being like it's an old bitch. <laughs> it's, he'll totally say know. that. I'm sure Greg will find us a yeah, file to tell Greg, us what it is. He'll, Greg will totally let the info USB out there. Yeah. And put it on he'll drop it to his airdrop it to he his phone and have a copy. Tom had a good episode though. Sweet Tom had the worst job of all being on the phone, yeah. them asking what's going on. Is he dead? Is he dead? Is he breathing? And Tom just not wanting to be the one to say it. Yeah. Just the first words coming out of his mouth is he's sick doesn't necessarily mean he's dead like he actually is lying on the ground getting chest compressions like and then when he finally breaks down to Greg, I mean, so fucking good. He's so mean to Greg at first. And then, and then he's like, I'm really sad. And he starts crying because he had to stay strong for the for the siblings. Right. To get get them through it. And then when he finally had a moment alone, he was like, fuck, that was grim. Yeah, it was just such a good episode for everybody. And Shiv and Tom got their little hug moment because, you know, Shiv needed somebody. What do you guys think on Tom? I mean, did you you watch the preview, right, Kyle? I did not watch the preview. No, you didn't. Oh, I did not. We did. Yeah, it's so funny. There's a great there's a great Carl line. You're going to fucking love it. Straight to Tom. (laughs) I love that. I think. Yeah. I mean, that's another aspect, too, of feel like we kind of maybe landed on 
for the new gen roys it's kind of a somewhat neutral like personally it's obviously a big negative it's an emotional stress on them how will that impact them professionally business wise it feels like it's more of a positive i think we all kind of seem to agree on that a little bit i think it gives them more freedom of movement <laughs> yeah, uh, with logan out, out of the way like we were saying i I didn't even have a lot of deep stock notes. I was very focused on my executive summary, but I just wrote extreme market volatility just because yeah. you don't know like what like the henchman will spin with the board or like can Kendall really get Stewie to like redeem on their friendship and support him. Like, I I don't know yeah. where it could go. I, I think there's think- like, you know, more options, but it could go south for anyone at any time. Yeah. I just, and I think Shiv's kind of outlook is definitely impacted obviously by the Tom aspect because Kendall Naomi's on the picture. He doesn't really have a significant other Tabitha hasn't been in this season at all. So Roman doesn't really have, I mean, Jerry was kind of used to play that role, but Jerry's obviously a little anti-Roman at the moment, but like Shiv has potentially Tom as someone to play off of in this very emotional moment in her life. And I'm just very curious to see how their relationship changes. I feel yeah. like this could easily be something that brings them together. It was so brief, though, in the the like the little hug. She kind of was like caught herself at the end and was like, yeah. Oh. But then who did she go home with or get in the car with? Right. And so yeah. this could be the catalyst for that uh, end game that and people she, speak I mean, of. At, <laughs> at the end of last episode, so episode two on the way home, when Kendall's high on life in the backseat of the car, she almost calls Tom. Yeah. Whatever you, however you want to interpret that. I mean, we had the discussion about the booty call. If not, probably not. But uh, I just, I mean, this will just be interesting to see Shib's kind of personal life, how that develops for her. Kendall and, and Roman don't have that like yeah. emotional outlet. Speaking of the night before, it always shocks me that when they were like, we had a family outing last night. I'm like, it's only been yeah. 12 hours and he's dead. And that was the last thing they said. That's really upsetting. I mean, that's got to be playing in their head that that's the last stuff they said. Um, at least Roman was like on good terms, but then he left the voicemail. The idea of Logan being in the bathroom listening to that voicemail and then having a little heart attack is <laughs> really crazy. Um, but I feel There's like we no have no way about, Logan listened to it. I agree with that. But yeah. I do want to talk about Kendall. I thought he had such a good episode. Your favorite quote was him kind of yeah. taking the helm, being like, whatever happens today is going to, is always going to mm-hmm. go down in history, whatever. He's the leader. He had such a good episode acting wise. It, it was phenomenal. I being of quotes like him being like, we'll get a funeral off the rack. We'll use Reagan's with some tweaks. That was crazy. Hysterical. I think for me, I was like, that may clinch the Emmy for Jeremy Strong. I think Sarah Snook's going to win. She was so, I well, mean, again, this is a shift podcast, win. obviously, but oh, that's such a great yeah, point. Cause, yeah, because, yeah, yeah, definitely. It, they're not against each other. But speaking of that, Kieran Fantastic Culkin. Point. The physical acting he does, and I think Jeremy will be lead actor and someone like Kieran will be supporting actor, Mm, but the physical acting that he does to play Roman is unparalleled. I mean, his little cowering moments and his weird like arm hugs and like everything he does, even when he's on the phone saying his goodbyes and he's just like, I love you. You're a good dad. No, no, get this. I can't like it's it's phenomenal. It's really good. He's just a little twerp. Like he's so good at being a twerp, but just like this little is all I hear from him. And then he like does these movements and you're like, this little gremlin man. I don't know. <laughs> it's he, so funny that he was initially kind of going out for Greg. Yeah. And then he read it and was like, now nah, I'm not Greg. I'm definitely way more Roman. 
So, I mean, that was to the benefit of all of us, obviously. But I, you wanted to talk more about Kendall, the character, and we kind of got into the actors, Kathleen. I know. Well, just in general, I think Kendall's looking good for me. I'm, oh, the, yeah. I'm the Kendall stock. I mean, he could easily just run himself off a cliff again like he always does. But I think he's in a good position. I mean, Kendall himself felt like on the phone, he's like, I, I don't forgive you. And I think he's going to get over it relatively quickly and be like, let's, let's rock. Like, no more dad. Let's go. He's got an yeah. opening here. And I think he may run off a cliff, but I'm rooting for him because I bought a stock. He's the president of the Patricide Club. So I think <laughs> this oh, yeah. will be very freeing for him. Yeah. You know, it's mm-hmm. been seasons of him trying not actually, but yeah, <laughs> without caring if he does it. Yeah. The cliff phrase is interesting because I don't remember if it was in a chat with the three of us or not, but the the picture of the poster for season four with the airplane circled yeah. in the back. And then people mm-hmm. also, so Kendall, beneath Kendall is, I believe, the Empire State Building. There's been kind of oh. scenes where we've seen Kendall at the edge of buildings, looking over the edge. Oh God! Things oh, like that. No. So no. people think, yeah, there's definitely theories out there that people believe that that's kind of foreshadowing Kendall's eventual end, an untimely demise for him. I'm looking. I'm looking at this thing. Christ, yeah, it is right under him. Yeah, and I guess another one. While we're on that that line of thinking of analyzing <laughs> the poster, is like the building on the other side is like pointing to Greg. So people took that as like Greg's gonna be the one that ends up as like the CEO at the end. But I, don't I think that, you could I say it's pointing at, at Roman too. Okay, I would like that better. Yeah, I, I would prefer it to be Roman. Far back, you know. Yeah, because while the show is like wacky and out there, kind of, and they say crazy things, and a, a main theme of the story is like kind of the nepotism and how the incompetence of of the children kind of lead to all these crazy situations i feel like greg becoming ceo is a step too far out of kind of the realm of possibility yeah i can't yeah if they did like a fast forward 10 years after or something i don't know but it's interesting because the planes above kendall also so who's to say but wow yeah he did spend a lot of seasons at the edge of buildings or a lot of last season Uh, we'll see how about when he says Shivy honey, I was like, oh. but also how about Shiv hoping it was the mom? Yeah. I mean, like, is it mom? mom? She was like, uh, her talking through it, her thought process being like, I thought it was dad, but I said mom because I was hoping. And everyone's like, Jesus Christ. But everyone agreed, I think. Yeah. Yeah. All of the like individual phone call scenes with Logan was some of the best acting I think I've seen like almost ever. It, yeah. was, it was pretty fucking awesome. Um, I guess so stock, we can just wrap up Roy's Connor just so I can reiterate the point that I'm feeling very optimistic about Connor the rest of the season. I really think that his role as like a caretaker for them when they were younger and kind of that pseudo parental figure for them. I mean, they've mentioned it before with the, the number one example that comes to my mind is always the fishing trip, bringing, uh, you know, Roman fishing. Roman had, um, remembered it as Logan, but it was actually Connor. And I think that obviously now that Logan is completely out of the picture, it'll be interesting to see how the relationship between Connor and the three of them develops because of that. I could easily see Connor not maybe stepping in as a role as a parent, but I think just the kind of the ties between all of them kind of coming more to light, especially about their childhood. And I'm excited to learn more about that. Connor's got his baby girl. She seems to be uh, actually in there. The cut to the wedding being like empty 
was like jarring. I was like, holy shit, that is just like a crazy shot. But Connor's got his girl. That's all I can say. I'm so happy for them. Before we get to our our YouTube comment, because we got to get to that at the end. Yes. I saw a TikTok today. Okay, so in general, Apple, the company, oh, yeah. does not let villains use their phones in cinema and TV and everything. And Tom was the only one with an Android. And mm-hmm. Logan. Tom and Logan were using Androids. Uh, but it's visible. You know, everyone's on a phone this episode. And yeah. Tom's is the only one that is an Android, which is crazy, right? Like somehow Tom's going to be the bad guy. Or maybe they were like pointing that he has been kind of a bad guy with Logan. Who the knows what it is? Folder. I love it, though. Like, I just love those little tidbits, even if it's just like a little like, yeah, that's a thing. We're going to use it. I I adore it. I've never actually even heard of that before I saw that TikTok. So, you know, the magic of television. Going off of Connor and the parental figure, everything. I'm like, do we think they'll release that memoir while we're still watching and we'll get the Logan backstory or maybe through his funeral? Well, oh, you know, I know in our hype episode, we talked about will we get the like conversations or the family therapy reboot? But I mean, we got that and it didn't go so hot. So I'm hoping in the wake of his death, we'll get some answers, right? Yeah. I mean, Kendall even, me. Kendall even mentions the a memoir, a biography, when he when he's talking about this, like, what we do today will always be the thing we did. You know, it'll live on in the histories and the biography or whatever, so... In SEC filings. Yeah. <laughs> we literally that was, said I, that yeah. they will not release the memoir with Logan alive. Like, he'll never let it happen, yeah. and here we are. They're ready to hit print, baby. He's gone. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. That is, that's such a good point. That is definitely something that'll come out, and I will be pissed if... There's no way that doesn't become a thing until the end, like, at at the end of the show and they never mention it. There's no way. Yeah. I hope. Yeah. I hope it comes. Especially because I mean, iconic line, man. Connor Roy was interested in politics from a young age. <laughs> That's going to make it in there for sure. That'll come back. There's Honestly, no he better hope it hits the press before the election, which I think is maybe in the next two yeah, episodes. He's getting his 1%, baby. He's getting he might it. Boost up, baby. He got married. His dad died. I could see it. He was. Titty he vote. Was, yeah. He got a little slice of Americana at the bar. I could see it. I could see it. All right. I think we covered the henchmen pretty well, too. They're just in like an interesting position. Like Kathleen said, I like the uh, the imagery of the kind of the level playing field or the chessboard. I mean, the king is gone. Everyone else is going to fight for their scraps potentially. So I think we'll see what happens. I think Frank is like Team Kendall to the day he dies at this point. So I don't think mm. Frank is going to be an adversary. Yeah. Just I guess my, my two cents on him. Jerry's the really interesting one here, yeah. I think. And that she's probably like laughing i would love a heel from jerry i would love that i mean her not showing roman an ounce of empathy was something else he was trying so hard he's like i'm really sad which must have been really hard for him to admit because he's not like that and she yeah, was not was giving him really anything really awkward i found it interesting that they all kept being like i'm sad like shiv and him. I, obviously you are i don't think of myself doing that in the moment but i think they, they just don't know how to express emotion yeah. so this is so strong and visceral for them they're like uh yeah this is what i am right now like it just it kept coming up and i was yeah i thought that was interesting of them to do it's definitely just actors and writers just at the absolute top of their game and really knowing these characters so well because it it felt so perfectly it's so awkward but it's so perfectly in line with everything that we've seen so far 
Yeah, I felt like the pace of the episode, you're experiencing it with them, right? The confusion, but also like the panic and then the reality sinking in and some denial. We we don't believe it until the freaking yeah, body back. I did. Just Roman needed to see it for himself because he was in yeah. denial the whole time. It, I really felt it along with them and it felt like you're in the, like at a funeral or whatever, real life experiences. Final comment before we get to the fun YouTube comment is that I, in the moment when Roman is kind of like freaking out, telling them to stop like saying that he's dead. And like, I, I don't know if it was purposely like this, but it came off like he was the one that was being super irrational and kind of like acting maybe a little crazy if that's not necessarily the right word. But, and then I realized at the end of the episode, I was like, I was agreeing almost subconsciously because I would, didn't believe that he was dead either. I mean, I'm not. It's not my dad, so I'm not getting that emotional connection. But I was just like, there's no way that he's dead. Like, there's just no way. And in that moment, I was like, Roman is going a little wild right now. Like, he's got to calm down. I think a little bit has to do with the fact that Tom and Co. were not communicating best. They were sugarcoating the hell out of it because it's a sensitive topic. So they were trying. They would say things like, they're doing CPR. And then Kendall would say something like, well, can I talk to him? (laughs) You know, like, it was just very, like, the, you're in shock and you don't know what to say and you're not you're not believing it and it's a lot it's really a lot it was their normal business speak too he's like um they're saying that there's no heartbeat or i'm yeah. hearing that and it's he, the last thing you want is to be the guy on record saying logan's dead and he's not he comes back he's gonna kill you you're dead yeah. to him you know and, yeah the, yeah the fact that they're still covering their asses from logan when logan's laying on the ground two feet from them like clearly in terrible shape is it's just kind of, yeah, a little nod to his impact as a whole. That's a great point. Yeah. All right. So the YouTube question comment from Cosmo, which we will be discussing, is a great one. And it is, who would y'all rather go on a double date with? Woo! So the options are going to be the classic kind of, I guess, relationships besides one, which is a funny addition at the end. So Connor and Willa, Tom and Shiv, Kendall and Naomi. Roman and Tabitha, and then a little bit of a wild card option as Greg and Comfrey. I can go first since I already answered. So I chose Kendall and Naomi. It was between those two and Tom and Shiv because I don't think I could actually last with Greg and Connor for like a whole double date. This is, I guess I'm answering from like the male perspective of like, I'll probably be interacting with the guy more. Yes. Kind of deal. So I have to be interested in in really hanging out with that person i don't think i could last with greg like not ever getting a full sentence out of his mouth um connor's just he i love him but i don't know if i could do it uh roman i feel like would just probably make fun of me a lot so that narrowed it down to kendall and tom and i love me some tom but i feel like shiv would be less open to like the options of dates you can go on with tom and shiv is much smaller than what you can do with kendall and naomi so i chose kendall and naomi Kendall and Naomi would be just reckless. Yeah, that's a lot. Drugs sure. and and everything. That was my answer. I looked right at you and I was like, "We're going on a bender. Like I'm going. Yeah, we're going with them. Exactly. You'll go home early, probably. Like a good girl. And we're gonna be at the club." I like that answer for us since we are dating. So I, I will accept yeah. that. But I, but my initial reaction, I think my initial reaction was Tom and Shiv. Then you said, "Why did I say that?" Yeah. And then I changed it to Connor and Willa because I was like, ho- fingers crossed for Willa just to come over to our side for a little fun with me and Alex. 
Okay. I forgot you said that. Jesus okay. Oh, yeah. Will forgot, is a beautiful yeah, a, a girl. Quick, a quick downvote in the chat for that answer. Hey, okay, everybody. Funny. Parents, cover your ears. <laughs> your parents um, listening to this? I don't know. <laughs> Who's to say? <laughs> My aunts? We don't know. I think, what? though, if, if you're just like going to like a dinner, I think Shiv and Tom is, is a perfectly solid option. Yeah. Well, I just keep thinking about when they hung out with Tabitha and Roman and everyone just shit on Tom the whole time. Well, yes. everyone is Shiv and Roman, but I'm like, that would make me cringe if that's what I, we had to endure. So, yeah, I'd like to think I can I can ease Shiv up, like make her just chill for a sec. Like, I feel that they were shitting know. on Tom because they had nothing to fucking talk about. They were, to do. yeah, they were awkward and they didn't not. No one wanted to be there. They were just doing it to try and be adults for one second or just normal people. And then they were like, well, what do we all have in common? Tom's an easy target. Let's go. Yeah, that's true. I feel like Tom would have some very dumb questions for the two of you about being in a, uh, in a, w- in a WLW relationship. <laughs> so <laughs> oh, Shiv would be soliciting us and he'd be like, Well, I've never done a st- I never that done a stadium. A yeah. Oh, <laughs> I, I've never done a stadium, stadium crowd before. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's actually an ag- amazing point. I think point. I choose them again. <laughs> that's a great point. Tom can lay pipe, I know it. <laughs> The way I'm just taking notes, like, is this what she's thinking about double dates? So everyone keep that in mind if you want to go on a yeah. double date with us, apparently. All right. Let's let's cut it off there before Kathleen digs herself a bigger hole. You're right. I guess <laughs> I'm enjoying this. I really was thinking it was like a foursome. It's not. It's literally dinner, maybe. Right. Potentially. Oh, well, you We're can do whatever golf. you want after there. Nothing sexier than top golf. I don't even know All who right. won that. On that list would go to Top Golf. Yeah, I don't no think they one. would. Rowan would be no, like, "Is this maybe. what is this what the plebes do?" And he'd be yeah, like, which is like, kind of ironic because golf is like such a high class game. But they're probably even like above that level of wealth. They don't like, even several, play a sport. Yeah, yeah, several tiers above that level of wealth. Yeah. All right, so that I believe is going to wrap up our coverage of Succession episode three, Connor's wedding, aka Logan's farewell. I don't think there's yeah nothing more we can say to add. I feel like just full kudos to everybody. They're not going to listen to this, but everybody who works on the show, <laughs> all of the acting was absolutely incredible. Uh, the direction was beautiful. The filming decisions that they discussed in the after episode was really fascinating to learn about of like the whole 27 minute take, all that kind of stuff. It's just, it feels like such a privilege to have watched the episode like live pretty much and then go on the internet afterwards like this is why we fucking watch television like this is this is what it's all about baby this is what we play for and also why week to week seasons and episodes and styles is just the way to go especially if you know your shit's good like you gotta drop that week to week so hbo has just been killing it i am just so excited for the rest of this season as i hope everyone listening to this is as well so obviously as you're watching you can hopefully keep us in your ear as a companion during the week while we wait for the episodes uh thank you for listening once again if you are liking what you're hearing please subscribe on whatever you're listening on if you are on our succession specific feed i'm going to get that right one time without having to pause and think about it please also go to our full binge town feed it's just got all the shows that we cover like i had said again the website binge Everything's organized for you. You don't have to scroll and, and a ton and figure a bunch of shit out. You'll get a great idea of kind of our, our past and kind of maybe shows that we will be covering in the future. So you can get a good idea of what will be coming down the pipe from us. 
Once again, we are Bingetown TV, and thank you for listening. And fuck off. We'll never hear it again. Fuck off. Long live L O G. L to the O G. R to the I P. I saw that on the internet. That's my name. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.